This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So you want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall rock climbing Libra, and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. Dreaming of a better sleep? Tossing and turning is not your destiny. And Ollie is here to help. Ollie invites you to sink into sweet, sweet slumber to improve your mental and physical health and overall wellness. More than just melatonin, Ollie's ingredients help you unwind your mind for a delightfully dreamy drift off. Sleep is on the way at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. Ladies and gentlemen, it is 5.04 and 18 seconds, because I know Brittany always critiques me on the time when I say it's just about 5 o'clock here. We're hanging out with Laura or Julia and Brittany, and every time you're in, I'm going to do that just for fun, Brittany. I love it. I always you kill me when you said it's 5 o'clock somewhere, somewhere, and I go, no, it's 5.04 somewhere. Always, you're funny. You, you always do, so I figured we're going to come up with the exact minute and time. Nah, I love guys. that about you. I own your it. space. Oh, no, I'm going to own my space. I'm annoying, and I love the negative attention. There you go. There you go. Okay, so no, if anyone saw the Madonna concert over the weekend at O2 Stadium in London. Call us. There we, you go. We will accept your call. Yes, please. I'm dying to know. Um, a couple things about it were that the early things, she was late. Yeah. We already talked about that. That already bugs me. And? Um, but she did pretty well. I mean, the, they said, you know, she was great. Some of them said she was great, that it was good, that it's fun. She's coming here. We're we're still going. People who donated uh, to Bids for Kids uh, last year, it's going to be February 13th here at the X. A couple things about it are that um, she doesn't do a lot of dancing. I think her knee is really messed up. We're okay with that. I don't care. Let let the people around you dance. Yes, exactly. I think her voice sounded really good. Oh, good. Um, She doesn't. You know, she didn't write her songs until later on, Mm -hmm. like Taylor Swift. You know, Taylor Swift, she doesn't do one cover. She doesn't do anything but Taylor Swift. And so Madonna um, didn't write some of her biggest hits, Like a Virgin, Material World, Borderline, and Papa Don't Preach. Mm -hmm. So none of those are in this celebration tour. And um, Wait, but why? Because she would have to pay a huge licensing fee to perform them, and the songwriters would have probably been thrilled with it, but the budget, maybe the ego, doesn't allow it. Here's the thing. Taylor Swift doesn't own all of her records yet. Yeah. She's still, 1989, Reputation, and Debut, she still doesn't own the first one. So, like, she has to pay out, but wouldn't it be worth it for a world 100% to your borderline or... Papa Don't, Don't Preach. Material Girl is not in this concert. Material below, World. I mean, World, I'm sorry. Is not in this Here's con- the list. It's like, nothing really matters, which I think is slow. Everybody, come on, dance. Get into the groove. I'm burning up, burning up for your love. I'm just going to sing the list. Obviously. Open up your heart. Live to tell. Holiday. The storm. I don't know what that is. Live to tell again. The ritual, I don't know. Like a prayer, my blonde ambition, erotica. Yeah, justify my love. Fever, hung up. I don't know the one. Bad girl, I don't know the one. Ballroom, Vogue, of course, but she doesn't dance to it. Human nature, crazy for you. Die another day, I don't know. Don't tell me. Mother and father, and then she sings. I, I will. I die. 
Another day. See, you know it. And that you have a pretty voice, honey. I will survive. Mm-hmm. She sings Gloria Gaynor. Uh, La Isa Bonita. Don't cry for me, Argentina. And then Bedtime Story, which I had that whole CD and hated. And then <laughs> Ray of Light and then Rain. But she's missing, you know, those big ones. Be- like, why buy other, you know how she's uh, doing covers? Why pay for those when you're not going to pay for your biggest hit? Papa, don't preach. I don't what? know if it's a vocal stretch. They said, um, I really am looking forward to it, but... Um, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, you and, and you people showed, said it's have an clever. She did a great job. She's surrounded by a lot of pyrotechnics, pyro, pyro, pyro yep. whatever you say. Young dancers who crowd around her. Mm-hmm. Um, she sings really well, um, but arriving late at the venue and taking her time is going to turn off audiences because um, she's not like in her heyday right now. Yeah, you know, and people. Paid a lot of money, so we'll see how that goes. But the set list, not having borderline, but, but you know, fun. and I'm kind of used to it because at her last concert, she changes up the way they sing, she sings them anyway. So yeah. you're like, well, whatever. But I hear it was really fun. She's really good. She looks great. Lori thinks she took out her butt implants. Okay. So we'll see. So anyway, uh, you guys if are anyone gonna have... saw it, I would die for in-person review. You guys are going to have first off just the whole Madonna vibe. You're going to have so much fun. You and Lori going. Lori's with a bunch not going to of- go. Oh, f- what? She's in Hawaii. Yeah. yeah. She's missing it. Mm-hmm. It's just me. Do you want me to be dressed up as Lori? I don't know. I don't know if there's a ticket for you to be Lori. <laughs> I understand. I feel like something else happened. You could just bring Lori's giant head. Yeah, perfect. That, I will volunteer. I love those heads. I will volunteer okay, as tribute. You're going to bring Lori's giant head. Of course I will. Okay, would. so we lost an, an icon. Suzanne Summers yeah. uh, passed away, I think, yesterday at the age of 77. And um, Lori reminded me that she has a picture with her and all of her girlfriends because Suzanne Summers used to come here a lot and I learned this from Jason on his show because he interviewed her probably the same time when Lori saw her. She used to come here a lot. She originally wanted to be a chef and she loved the foodie vibe in Minneapolis. She loved going to Dakota and um, but she was just, she was a class act and she tried to get paid what the men were getting paid for and ABC said no. But here is we'll talk more about her journey but she had breast cancer and she was married to Alan forever, who became her manager. They were very much in love. They had more sex by 10 a.m. than anyone would have <laughs> maybe in a week and like to tell us all about it. But she invented the thigh master that I've had under my desk since probably the early 90s. Yes. It's traveled with me to all my jobs. Yes. And it's here. Um, but she was she was an amazing woman and a trailblazer. And so here, but this is her breast cancer journey. She knocked and America answered, bursting onto the scene as the effervescent blonde bombshell in the late 1970s in her breakout role playing Chrissy Snow on Three's Company. Well, this is typical getting a girl pregnant. Only a man would do a thing like that. Summers was born in 1946 in San Bruno, California. She began acting in the late 60s with her first credited role as the blonde driving the white Thunderbird in George Lucas's 1973 film, American Graffiti. She openly shared her 23-year journey with breast cancer, always centering on the positives. The message is be grateful for the highs and be grateful for the lows because it's in the lows where you learn. When you're down here and you got the blues and nothing's going your way, 
That's the opportunity right in there. But her cancer returned in late July. She wrote, I know how to put my battle gear on, and I'm a fighter. Summers meeting her husband of 45 years, Alan Hamill, working as a prize model on his show, The Anniversary Game. Hamill later becoming her manager and forever the love of her life. Her publicist released a statement on Sunday saying Suzanne died in her home surrounded by family. They were gathered to celebrate her 77th birthday. Instead, they will celebrate her extraordinary life and want to thank her millions of fans and followers who loved her dearly. Isn't that sweet? It's very and so like sweet. he gave her a love letter poem wrapped in like rose petals. Mm. Like a couple hours before day. Their love was so sweet. It was so real and dear. palpable. You I mean cuz they were on um one of the reality shows not too long ago trying to sell their house. I want to say it was a million dollar listing. Okay. And they had all this acreage um and they had just a bathtub in the middle of one of like their, you know, acres that nobody could see and they're like yeah we just sit in this bathtub together for hours and, and they, i was like they're so in love they're so i mean and i'm in love with jeff but i can't imagine sitting in a bathtub for two I hours i would get so crinkly i can't believe you went to the taylor swift movie i can't imagine every day for a couple hours you sit in a tub with someone oh mm-mm, mm-mm. Uh, she, yeah. but here's kind of what happened to her so she comes on with Joyce DeWitt and John Ritter on Three's Company. It was the three of them. And at the time when she starts, she's not the big star John Ritter is. And before the fifth year started, she, Alan, who's her husband, went in and demanded she get paid the exact same pay as John Ritter. Mm -hmm. And they said no. But arguably, from Alan and Suzanne's part, she was on the cover of Newsweek. She was on the cover of Time. She had more publicity and become a bigger star than John Ritter was at the time. And they said, no, they, they fired her immediately. They gave her, she was on some shows just for, to get out of it. Since from then on it, another set, she'd sit at a desk. She got 60 seconds per episode. They just treated her like crap that she would have the balls yeah. to say, I want to be paid the same as John did three's company she was vilified did three's company ever do as well because like after that yeah I can't remember I know and somebody else was talking Chris Eggert was talking about it today and he was saying how he just remembers when they put in Terry the uh, different female yeah. they just, she, he personally did not find it amusing well it's just like and I mean I don't mean but chemistry you go, back, you go back to two and a half men when they took away Charlie Sheen and put in Ashton Kutcher that show was nothing like uh, you, you, that's it was a, you, completely different vibe. Completely different vibe. Yes, yep. Yes. And you're right. And so sometimes, and they had such chemistry, and just to be, and she was vilified. I mean, and then if you think about it, um, Farrah Fawcett, she was on Charlie's Angels only one season. Yeah. And she quit. She wanted something else, but they filled in with other blondes. That was okay. But yeah. back to Suzanne Summers, her thigh master, and her exercise video. She was just. She was kind of an early, before, I think it was QVC, I think it was called something else before, but she made $300 million yeah. off of her thigh master. Really? And that machine, it was all we talked about. I mean, she was so big in our lives. And then she had all this, she came out with all these skincare products and holistic healing products and all this other stuff, but she had a 23-year year battle with breast cancer. And I believe that um, before Olivia Newton-John passed, they spoke about their breast cancer journey and kind of knew that that might be the thing because they had, you know, blah, blah. 
And she um, said that Olivia kind of gave her the strength to be okay with death. Yeah. You know, and um, just she was a fierce, she was gorgeous, fiercely loved her husband and her children and her family and um, was so open and honest about her sexuality and how much they loved making love. I think that was before a lot of people talked about it. Oh, absolutely. And And just owned it. Go ahead. I'm sorry. All the things that you want to be known for, she was. She she was cool. And she was kind of, you know, in, in just, she was a pioneer and it blew up in her face, kind of the TV thing. But she went on as Jason reported this morning, to be on the show TGIF with um, Patrick Duffy from Dallas. And that was on for seven seasons. I never watched one of them. But apparently that was a pretty good show, too. But anyway, oh, loved it. her life in pictures is so beautiful. Oh, it was step, uh, step by step. It that was, was it, on step TGIF. By step. I yes. was like, I don't know what you're talking oh, about. Oh, oh she was on step, step by step. Oh, yeah. And like, step so. Step by step, day, day by that day. Was a, by oh, day. That was my show. Um, and so we had a family Pretty. that was half step. And yes. have, so we, like, we related to this a lot and like it was a very fun show. Yes. Yeah. So that's what he's talking about. And I'm like, I have no concept. I never watched that. But anyway, she she is something and she will be missed in her dear Alan. Oh, my gosh. Really? To have that. Just the way she spoke about him and just about. I mean, they were really into each other's bodies and sensuality before anyone talked about it like that. You'd be, we'd all be lucky to find a love like that. Like, I mean, the way that they, I mean, they they were obsessed with each other. That was their love language. Yeah, Everyone has different love languages, you know, but theirs was touching. Mine is having dinner on the table, Justin. (laughs) Okay. No, to Justin. All right, we got to take a quick break. It's time for the dirt alert. All right, so it's Julia here for Learning Your Ex, and I love, love, love reading testimonials. People that have gone through the program. This was Damien. And it's um, from his mom who said that during 2020, like everybody else, he was on digital school and he really struggled. Due to his learning or X training that he's gone through since, he has improved so much that he made the honor roll for academics. We're also able to eliminate Damien's ADHD medication. We are so pleased with one on one brain training through Learning Rx. We hear this a lot. There are other options. When children are not reading, can't focus, um, other things unorganized, there could be other really cognitive parts of the brains that just don't know how to fire right. And at Learning Rx, they get to the root cause and then train against that. And it, I just love how successful everyone is who goes through the program. Call them today. Mention Lori and Julia, and your assessment is 50% off. All right, Grant, what kind of dirt are you digging up today? Hey, it's Mike, and I'm so excited to tell you about Factor's delicious, ready-to-eat meals. We're all busy, and with Factor, eating fresh, never frozen, chef-crafted meals has never been simpler. Two minutes is all you need to heat and eat wherever you are. You'll have over 35 different options to choose from, including Calorie Smart. Protein Plus and Keto. Get as much or as little as you need by choosing your meals each week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries at any time. Sign up and save. We've done the math. Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. What are you waiting for? Get started today and get after your goals. Head to factormeals.com slash LJPod50 and use code LJPod50 to get 50% off. That's code LJPod50 at factormeals.com slash LJPod50 to get 50% off.
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. All right. Well, let's get into the Croy Bierman and Kim Zolciak divorce. More continues. Uh, over the last couple of weeks, we've learned a few things about the two of them. One that uh, Croy himself had barricade- barricaded himself in the bedroom during a fight. Because he was afraid for his uh, life during this situation. So he shut the door and locked himself in the bedroom while they were fighting. Did he tell us that? Yes, he did. And then uh, Kim Zolciak called called 911 after that, saying that she didn't feel safe after the fight with Croy. So it's it's been going back and forth. Then we learned last week, which I brought to you guys during Project Down and Dirty, that uh, Kim had been allegedly uh, or possibly been... Uh, flirting with Chet Hanks on the set of The Surreal Life. So that was kind of a funny little story (laughs) that we wanted to bring. I can see that. Yes, but now this has come out today. that, And this has all been surrounding, a lot of these fights have been around one thing. Their house, yes, because their house is going to is set to go into foreclosure next month, and Croy has been saying for a long time that he wants to sell this house to get ahead of it, get themselves out of the debt that they owe the IRS. This house is on the market right now, as of today, for six million dollars. They okay. bought the house in 2012 for only eight hundred eighty thousand dollars, so they're set to make quite a hefty profit on it and get ahead of the foreclosure. And I think with that, they should be able to get themselves out of the debt that they are in. Do people think they can get that? Uh, from what they're saying, yeah, that's the market value of the home. So, yes, I mean, as, as from the article, it says that the market value of the home is around that. But will they get that? I mean, it's only what one person's willing to pay, right? But Have, uh, have you ever guys ever been in a relationship has turned you into a crazy person? Like, I'm not saying yes. like physical, but like you find yourself like yelling and you're not normally a yeller, right? Hiding uh, video game controllers and you don't normally do something unhinged like that. Not just out of whatever. There are people in your life where you meet and you realize your energies make each other insane. Yes. It, I think these two are that. I think these yeah. two are that because like the who calls the police and says they're hiding in their bathroom no. and all these things that they're saying, like. This is this. These two people are not meant to be together. No, they aren't. And I think they're both broke. And I think they're they're stuck together because they have so many damn kids. Yeah. Well, they They can't afford. I know they owe. They are. They they owe the IRS at least a million to a million and a half from what I remember in all the stories that I've read. So, I mean, you know, you never want to owe the IRS anything. Um, But who knows if they can get six million dollars, they might be able to get themselves separated out of debt and moving forward. And she hasn't eaten. In a year. Oh, no. Did you see pictures of her? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I thought you were saying, like, there was some, like, she had some disease. But, no, yeah. I she seen... hasn't eaten. No. And that's why if she. Uh, yeah. Well, there's a lot of theories behind that. Yeah. There are. With the Ozempic and all that kind of stuff. But let's uh, go over to SAG-AFTRA. They were meeting last week with the Hollywood Studios. And we didn't get to this on Friday with our show because we didn't have a dirt alert. But I want to bring this to your attention that the negotiations on Friday ended Due to bullying tactics from the studios, allegedly the uh, not allegedly, but it seems like the SAG-AFTRA has presented them with multiple offers. The studios have offered made offers themselves, but the offers are less than what they're offering. So it's an insulting type of offer right. that the studios are bringing back to SAG-AFTRA. But today, SAG-AFTRA put out a basically a call saying that they need to continue these negotiations with the Hollywood studios. 
putting the ball in their court, saying, hey, we want to come back to the table. We're ready. When are, when, when are we going to do this? Now, right. no, they have not responded to any of this, but at least today, SAG-AFTRA is calling out for the Hollywood studios to come back, even though they feel like they were not on any close range of getting to any, you know, um, oh, it's exhausting. It I think is. these people want to go back to work. Yes, they do. Oh, God, it feels like we're so close, and then it just feels so far away. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, let's go to the 76-year-old who pled guilty to stealing the ruby slippers from Judy Garland in the museum in Duluth. Did you see this story? No, Tony. Yeah. So this is, uh, his name is Terry Martin, and he was indicted in May on one count yes. of theft of major artwork 18 years after the iconic shoes were stolen from the Judy Garland Museum in Grand Rapids. So he appeared in U.S. District Court in Duluth on Friday, admitting that he used a small sledgehammer to break through the door of Judy Garland's museum in Grand Rapids in late August of 2005. Martin said he then smashed the glass, causing or covering the ruby slippers, to, and took them home, but then realized that they were made of glass and not rubies and wanted nothing to do with them, but he hit them in a trailer next to his home for many, many years. Oh, wow. Right? No one was arrested until Martin... Theft disappointment. Right? (laughs) You know, he should really be suing them. Yes. Yes, I got the wrong thing. Well, and Garland wore several pairs of slippers during the classic film, but only... Yeah, I think three are left in existence, right? And they were slippers were insured at one million dollars, but federal prosecutors gave them the market value of 3.5 million after he was indicted, so... He has pled guilty, and it's officially now that case is over. So we've got it. it it's taken care of, I that, guess. All right, that awesome. never happens. You never get your stuff back. Yeah, and that one's been around for a while. And now another local Duluth <laughs> case, this one involving Indiana Jones. Oh. Remember this story that I brought you guys a long time ago with Frost River? It's a company that's out of Duluth. Yes. And in the movie Indiana Jones, they used one of their bags as a uh, a prop for Indiana, and they also use it in a cross-promotion, yes. but they took the label off of it, giving Frost uh, and River no exposure whatsoever. Well, now Lucasfilms has filed a, a dismissal to dismiss the case, saying that, this is funny, it was only on the screen for a fraction of a second. Therefore, this case should be dismissed. Oh, wow. I don't think that that's a fair argument. You use their product. It was on TV. You didn't oh, give wow. them the credit. That's slam. Yeah, that that's is. a slap in the face. That's a slap in the face. So right now, the the defendants have argued that that is complete BS, and they're now counter that they're countering that. But yeah, there is no. Um, we haven't gotten an uh, 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 agreement on what's going to happen, but they are trying. Lucasfilms is trying to drop it based on the fact that it was only in the movie for a fraction of a second. Which oh, I'd be so mad. You know what? It, it is true. It's like so much easier if you just make all of your own stuff. Like you see in movie sets where they're like, we made this backpack, we made these shoes, we made this whatever. And you go, that's insane. You're like, oh, well, it's Here's a lot why. better than being sued Here's later. Here's why. Yeah, 100%. Thanks for those, Grant. Yes. And one last one. What did you think of Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey spending the weekend together in New York City? I love Brittany. it. I loved them on, in, on SNL, too. Yeah. They're really cute. Yes. Love. Go to the Lori and Julia show page. You can see that skit that we're talking about where they come out. And appear on SNL. It's a fun little take on the NFL and this it's whole hysterical. It's so yeah. good. And yeah. being like, we're here to talk about football, but and then it's like all oh, oh it's, it was written Pete by Davis, a Swifty. And Pete Davis is dressed up as Taylor Swift. Yeah. It's like, why am I even here if she's not gonna show up? It was so funny. <laughs> it's a great skit on the Low J show page for you there. Um, I feel like we had a memorable sex Monday once when we talked about swings. Oh, you and I had one that was scarred me for life when I realized that you thought sex swings, they both just go on the swing. I have a lot of learning to do. 
I continue to learn. And you today, know, they say to do something that scares you every day, and I think that's a great opportunity for you. I love it. Okay, so I was looking for something um, just about, you know, sex and relationships, and one of the t- first things that came up was, you know, we spent last week, our charity was um, Save Suicide Awareness, Voice for Education, and talking about, you know, mental health and mental yeah. illness and how untreated if that goes untreated you know it's it's an issue and so there was a mental health boosters for better intimacy that i thought this was interesting yeah and these are kind of their just bullet point Love. top things that they say this is a booster for your mental health and it's also a booster for your intimacy and then i'm going to get to what a psychologist says about intimacy is for your mental health and your intimacy to become better, talk openly. Stay in the moment when you're talking instead of making the list and doing everything else you want to do. Mm-hmm. Get quality sleep. Sleep That comes up in absolutely everything about your life. Sure does. Hard to do. I was so tired. I couldn't get to sleep, if that even makes sense. Oh. I tossed and turned and I couldn't go to sleep. But get sleep. Eat well. Don't have sugar every minute. You really need to, if you're going to have sugar, balance it with protein. You need protein. You need greens. You need good fats in your body. Stay active. Yeah. You need those endorphins moving to be happy, uh-huh. you know? Um, even a quick walk. Um, limit your alcohol. That is a depressant. It'll bite you in the butt. Um, self-care matters for intimacy. And that's all it is. It doesn't say anything about have more sex, about anything, about anything else. It's just simple ways to take care of yourself to be a better partner. Yes. And I think that's something people always overlook. I love that. Thank um, you for sharing that. No problem. I'm here to please. So this therapist wrote about, you know, sex and relationships and talks about, she's a, she's a marriage counselor and talks about even healthy marriages go through these three stages and heterosexual, you know, gay, straight, whatever you are. It's, I think this is for everybody. This is a common, we're just, let's just talk about relationships here. Uh Um, is that you go through three stages. You fall in love, you fall out of love, and then hopefully you fall back in love. But this is what happens. You go through phases in a marriage not every day you're going to be like, I love you so much. So it's the commitment of coming back when you find out, Oh my gosh, this person is warts just like me. Yeah. And you find out we're, neither of us are perfect, but you know, you thought you were for a while and, and commitment is necessary to fall back in love. It's simple and hard. Love your partner. This is just key how they want to be loved. Okay. It opens the space for true reciprocity. So for example, Let's just say, Brittany, your love language is um, gifts. Okay. Not, not gifts, that's too much. Um, let's just say your love... Quality time. Quality time. Love quality. And, and that like, probably is my okay, actual love so language. So that's your love language. But my love language is giving gifts. Mm-hmm. Okay? So I keep buying you flowers. Yeah. And, and think I'm a hero. And I go, why aren't you watching the show with me and have your phone off? But I brought you those beautiful flowers. Well, I hate you. I cut them and I put them in a vase. And I want you to stare at me in the face for 20 minutes unblinking. So yours is quality time. (laughs) And mine, I think, is giving gifts. But maybe I want to receive the flowers. Yeah. So So just pausing and just having a conversation about what your love language is. Maybe you want compliments and I never give them to you. Because I just think you know. You yeah. should know that you're great. You should know you're smart. You should know you're pretty. 
and and maybe I want the quality time. But there's all this miscommunication because right. no one even verbalizes that. So you just want me to sit. You know, I'm giving you all this crap. I got you a new working bag and a Gucci and a new you car because you're trying to woo me, and right. it's very inappropriate at work. I have a husband. But I, I said, know. Um, <laughs> no, I'm isn't sorry. that funny? Because but then it's so you're true. just like, like my favorite thing in the world. Listen. I want something, I'll buy it. We all are very aware of that. And like, I'll be very honest. I know what purse I'm looking at, been looking at for six years. I know what dress I need, I whatever. But what means the most to me is like, first off, that quality time of you, you, when you said, I will go to the Taylor Swift movie with you, I went, oh my God, she's taking all this time out of her day (laughs) to come and hang. But it is, that's what to me shows love. And then there's one other secret one that's like not gift giving, but it's, Act of service. Well, kind of like gift giving, but it's like not, a, it, it, it's the knowing the person, knowing to pick me up an almond joy at um, the gas station. It's that like intimately knowing each other. Like I know you like dots. I like dots too. Like buying dots for something. You know what I mean? So it's not even the gift act of gift giving, but it's like the becoming such a stalker and knowing everything about them. Those kind of vibes. Like thinking about me outside of our normal life. Yes. Yes. And then the other thing with that, so this therapist, back to this therapist about talking about the yeah. cycle and talking about you keep doing the same thing and you don't get any yeah. kudos for it. You don't get any reaction because you're not speaking their love there. language. So really having a conversation of, about that at one point, because they're so different between people. And, and I've, women always think men is touch and intimacy. Yeah. And it might not be, you know, it might be I something completely just, different. I think a lot of guys are words of affirmations. They and that was what they said. Maybe you need to build up your guy and tell him men want to be desired too. It comes yeah. on here. Whoever your partner is, they want to be desired too. Versus the more traditional thing that you think it always yeah. is. They need to woo you. But they talked. She talked about her goal with super struck couples in marriage therapy, and. She says you need to convince, support, cajole, wheedle, and move one partner to take the risk first because intimacy goes away in marriages over time. Yeah. And then you get stuck in a rut, and then you're too scared to even approach it. And then you're like, feel silly. But literally, that is very important in most marriages. I'm not saying everybody, everybody's no, everyone get, has their own things. But, but that is right. like, an important thing. And when you're stuck and you feel like, oh, I, you know, and when the other partner's always asking, come on, come on, come on. And you're like, no, no, no. And then they're sick of asking. Yeah. You know, and then that goes away. So you just, you really need to, if your partner's is loving touch and being intimate, just take a risk and just, if it, and maybe they don't do in a foreplay. They don't do this right. Take care of yourself. Get ready. Yeah. You know, and just make them just figure out what the other person's love language is and do it. Yeah. And do it. And intimacy is one when- that just really goes away. So if you can figure a way to get back to that. And she says you have to take risk. It will change the marriage. And the funny thing is you can have this conversation to find out their love language. Silly. You can say, like, what is your love language? And they'll be like, what's a love language? You'll say, here are the whatever. And you can laugh and say, I know they're kind of stupid. But, like, if you had to pick one, what would yours be? And, like, to formally ask someone. And the funny thing is, is I found out you might be, like, wrong about your own love language. Like, I think I say, you know, this or that. But, like, I have found sometimes people say, I love receiving gifts. And you go, that's... It's not my gig. It's, you know what I mean? I think sometimes people are wrong about their own love languages and you'll find out. So yours really is quality time. I love quality time. Mm-hmm. But again, there is a special part of me too that I love knowing people thinking of me 
like outside, like knowing me well means everything to me. And so it's like when somebody's like, hey, I picked up your favorite salad at Crispin Greens. So like there is a gift giving aspect to like my showing love. But like it has to be like a weird little like. Sure. It's one of your things that you like. Like what's your what is your uh, love language? I'm not going to tell you right now because I'm going to move on to one other thing. Oh, okay. Um, because it's it's so many in it. But what really I wanted to just tell you is one last thing okay. about it. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Intimacy, guys. Uh-huh. I mean, Lori always talks about how important sex is and everything. It really, it really is. Okay. It doesn't where wherever you are in your relationship, intimacy can mean so many different things. Absolutely. Like intimacy is knowing you want you need an almond joy or knowing your salad or knowing yeah. what makes you happy instead of me. Yeah. Giving in that way. But one of the things they say is, you know, so you have been you haven't had sex or made love or rubbed each other's feet or whatever it is that you're however you guys are intimate, whatever totally. it is. Just sat by each other. It's debriefing how good that felt afterwards, maybe the next morning, like Oh, that really meant a lot to me that we sat on the couch next to each other and snuggled and watched that movie. Yeah. But whatever it is, and then trying to reinforce that. I love that. Well, like an, it's an after action review. That's yeah. what we call it. In and the they Army. say that's fun. And really, the the significant other that you don't think needs it really wants to be desired and could use some compliments too. Because you always, you know, absolutely. So anyway, just a couple things. That was. That was a good one. Thanks for oh. keeping us in the know. Now are you going to tell us your love language? <laughs> well, we know all about yours. You know, I, mine um, kind of changes depending on the stage of my life I'm in. Yeah, um, I understand that. And it it's changed from being way more shallow when I was younger. And it's kind of modified and changing. And for me, I really, I do like um, quality mm-hmm. time. I could also see you being an acts of service. But I do like, Someone doing something for me unexpected instead of me having to do it. Someone someone planning something. So I don't have to do that work. Well, whatever. You know, but no, no, no. I don't mean it in a bad way. You know, yeah. You know, when Jeff had that surprise party for me this summer, which I never wanted or never needed or never thought I needed, it was so special because of all the extra work. When someone goes out of their way to plan something for me and makes me feel special where I don't have to do that, I love that. Same. Mm -hmm. What about you, Grant? Um, I'm like you. I just like yeah, I'm usually the one doing all of that kind of stuff. Yeah. So I, not that Lily does it, no, you right. know, but like I would like today, like what you guys have done today for me in a weird way is my love language. Joe Mauer called Joe if Maurer. you want to listen to the replay. Yeah, Joe Mauer. You got the Garage Logic crew saying hi. The K. I mean, just, just, yeah, you know, just things like that where I'm like, there are people in my life that care, you know, and, and that really matters. And and paying attention is a big one. Paying attention. Mm-hmm. I learned that from someone. Across the mic oh, from me. Stop it. So, stop it. We yes. have these secret moments where I decide I'm his mom instead of his colleague. Yes, and they're great. <laughs> they're very helpful. It's terrible. No, they're All helpful. All right. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back with the rest of the stuff. Are we rubbing it in? Do I still have my crown on? Yes, I am. All right. Well, we did win Project Underrated Pickleball, but the winners of the charity were Jason and Alexis. They raised the most money. 
That's true. We didn't come in last place in money for oh, us. But it was so beautiful. That was ex- that was just in a people. If you want to stream it, it is. It's really a fun. <laughs> it's a fun watch. It's a fun watch. We're all playing pickball. We have entertainment there. We've got commentators. We have sideline stuff. We have fun people there. There's fun video that Pat in our video department spent so much time working on. He set it up. There were so many angles. It was like you were at a football game. It was crazy. (laughs) And it was something we put on. Like, how amazing is that? And like, Again, I'm sorry, Steve, and I'm sorry, Donna, you have to be tied to Steve, too, but, like, I've decided <laughs> that, you know, Steve is the big bad wolf, and he came for LoJ, and LoJ said, uh, no, thank you. He's, he's right. You know what? He is one funny individual. Oh, he's yeah, he so funny. He owns it. He, he owns it, like, no no tomorrow, and that's what's I, even the best part one of it. One of my favorite things is I kind of interview everybody and try to, like, sniff out interesting stuff for the reunion, yeah. and one of my favorite parts was uh, I got to sit with them, too, and in the little vestibule area, you know, and I just was laughing so hard. And Donna was saying things like, I think I got a fart. And we're like, don't do it in here. We were laughing so oh, hard. Like, they're hilarious. Hysterical. You know, the thing that was funny is um, Steve's game plan and Donna's was hit everything at Lori. <laughs> yeah. And ours was try to hit everything at Donna. Donna. But Steve's fast and 20 years younger and could get over there to those balls. And that ended up affecting him in on the, the last point because the last ball was hit right at Donna. She was ready to hit it. And Steve was like, it's all mine. And he did not get to it. And he, he looked, you know, he smashed it right into the net. He overswung. He did. Oh, it's it was great. funny. OK, so tonight, gang, I don't know if anyone has tested yet the House of Usher on Netflix, Mm-mm. which is by the people that made those two scary things whose names I, hills have haunted yes, our, yes, yes 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 okay it is good is okay. it we watched the first one last night spooky but good but okay. spooky we it's, love spooky and spooky season right and i thought it's a it's based on an El, edgar Allan poe poem which i don't even know about it i thought it was about usher the singer isn't it the whole concept it, yeah. is like a, a family that had it's money a family that grew up with a single mom what happened to her and then the consequences of all that after, oh, like a curse, right? Maybe, maybe, you don't but it's the family with money, and it's it's good. Yeah. It's kind of a little succession. It's a little scary stuff. It's a little this, a little crime. It's huh. a little bit of everything. It's good. How many episodes? I don't know. Mm. We watched one. Okay, we fell asleep probably six times during it. So that That's one episode cool. took the entire evening to finally where we were both like. Okay. Do, you, do you wake up Jeff when he falls asleep during a show? I here's what happens. Okay, he's so cute. He was so tired, <laughs> and he he gets up so much earlier, and he's physical labor, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. all day long. And I just had it for three days last week, and I know it's tiring. So we'll start watching something, and he's all in. Yeah, and then I look at him. He's out. So I stop it and I said, are you kidding me? We just made it through the opening credits. I'm I'm good. I'm good. You know, his eyes pop up. Are you sure? You know, we have the same That's thing. so funny. And then I turn it on again. Two minutes later. Come on. Are you kidding me? You know, and I, we always go back and forth and we just start laughing. Because he's out cold. He's I, out cold like that. I, because Justin's not like a fall asleeper. Oh. But recently, well, not that recently. It was last, when we went to... Um, the prom. Yeah. You and I went to the prom. Yeah. And you're like, I'm I'm so wide awake. I could watch a movie. And I was like, okay, like let's watch a uh, play the prom. Yeah, yeah. And um I was like, well, fine, we'll watch a show. So we watch uh an episode of Shrinking. You were out so quick. So quick. And I would never wake you up. 
I don't know why. I just have that mentality of like, if somebody needs to sleep, they need to sleep. Well, then, because we start. But I'm out and married you. No, and I ask them ahead of time, are you sure? Because we can wait. Because I'd be so happy to go to Housewife, which is scary coming out of my mouth, but I'm obsessed again. I know. But I'm like, we don't have to. No, no, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Are you sure? And then we'll start watching something really good. And then he's just out. And and then I'm like, okay, I'm out of here. I'm downstairs. I'm going to go watch hockey. You know, and that's how we, but we laugh hysterically. And then I'd be like, I knew you'd fall asleep. So I went ahead, but I don't anything great. He doesn't care. No, I know. He literally doesn't care if I watch anything without him or with him. Justin. We like movies sometimes. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Justin isn't a sleeper, but he is a a phone watcher. He'll, he'll, that'll creep up. Oh no. And I'll snap my head and go, what are you doing on your phone? Like what I, I will literally be so. Be present. I want to, and I know the thing is, is like, I literally have to, we, now we confirm, is this all my attention show or can I be on my phone? <laughs> Thank you. But that's so funny because I'm the same way. we're watching something and I'm pretending to watch it, but I'm doing, Wordle. Um, I'm sick of Wordle. Mm-hmm. I'm doing connections, which is Love so hard, connections. so hard, yeah, but I, it's been easy the last few days. And then I'm also playing this, like this wood block thing, like how many blocks can you fill? Like Sudoku with wood blocks. Yeah. Okay. I'm obsessed. But they there's a commercial every other second. Aren't there apps that you can buy the app that you don't have to have commercials? Or no, don't, those don't exist, do they? Mm, I don't know. But I've never been a gamer on my phone. But you're a monster if you're pulling your phone out during your guys' shows. Thank you. I can. He that. doesn't. He doesn't care. Because he'll probably be asleep in a second. Yeah, that's true. You're just I mean, watching the back of his eyelids. That's we what my just dad laugh. I'm like, you, I just put it on and you said you're awake. I do not have that capability. He, like, if I'm watching something, I'm up. Me I'm too. I'm fully, committed. Yeah. Oh, no, we were so okay with this. And it's just funny. It's such it, a funny dynamic. He's, I, was, I was awake. I was awake. I said, this is what you look like. And then I like to, we just sit and laugh. You should start taking pictures I of have. Him. Oh, no. I bet you have. Oh, no. I did it. And every once in a while when he's gone for a while, I have this one of him snoring so bad. I'll just send it to him. I'm like, missing you. Oh, that's <laughs> funny. That's Isn't it funny? We all have our things and yeah. we all have our little, like, but I love our, the, our fake little fight rituals. He like, doesn't demand anything from me no, with he's, TV. He's like, whatever you want, babe. You know, mm-hmm. that's he's sweet. He's, he's a sweet so guy. so much nicer than both you and I. Oh, totally. <laughs> Yeah. Totally. We're because both. if you wanted me to watch hockey, I'd be, are you kidding me? No. Are you, I would never. Goodbye and go yeah. down, you know. Yeah. That's why you have a man cave. Right. Or a girl cave. You That's know, whatever right. it is. I I, have, I bring my girl cave wherever I go. I do too. Oh, okay. <laughs> there you go. It's all, is it haunted or is it? It can be. It's a, <laughs> Tomorrow maybe we, tomorrow we have a big show. Patty Wetterling and her writing partner, Joy, whose name I can't remember right now, are going to be on with us tomorrow. Talking about, um... Jason's Hope or Finding Hope, her new book that just comes out tomorrow. So she'll be on with us at 3.30 tomorrow. And so we'll join. We're excited about that tomorrow. Everyone have a great night. Happy, happy birthday to Grant. Thank you. Happy um, birthday, Grant.